Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Christy. Hello. Happy Halloween and <laughs> welcome. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. It's our very special Halloween episode, not only because it's Halloween today, mm-hmm. our favorite holiday, the time at which we all finally take our masks off and get to live authentically in the world as, you know, a bunch of spooky mummies and stuff. <laughs> And Christy is here from the podcast Historical Horrors. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your show, Christy? Yeah, so uh, Historical Horrors, essentially, I'm a historian in training. I go to the University of Idaho, and I'm a history major, so I'm not like a fully-fledged historian, but I'm a baby historian. So, um, basically, the podcast, it's I do research on different locations, regional locations. I try to stay within the Pacific Northwest, just for now. And then I just do some historical research about ghost stories. That's awesome. Mm. That's super neat. And And of course we know that the Pacific Northwest is like a great place to be for ghost stories. Mm -hmm. There's tons of stuff out here. And uh, we saw that uh, historical horrors existed. And I noticed that it was in Moscow, Idaho. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. We're neighbors. Yes, we are. And so we've listened to a few episodes. We really enjoy the show. And of course we noticed that you did an episode about the St. Ignatius Hospital in our nearby Colfax, Washington. And we've been waiting like for ever to do an episode on the the Colfax St. Ignatius Hospital Ghost Adventures episode ever since before it came out and we, we, tra- just, like, we tried to be extras on the show and we didn't get picked. We, we <laughs> had this moment where we were like, what are we going to do here? Because it's season 19. We're on season seven. We're not going to get there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we just figured, let's just do it for this, this episode. This is the perfect mix Halloween of episode. Like, opportunity. We and have a real historian here with us to talk about spooky history. About yeah. St. Ignatius Hospital. And it's literally like 40 minutes away. Yeah. Probably less than 40 minutes away. It's 20 minutes away from here. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we've seen it, like the inside of it on this TV show, boy, would it be so much fun to like hang out in there. I know. I went to the location because I was like, I gotta, I gotta see it. We were driving through Colfax and I made my boyfriend pull over because I'm like, we gotta, like, it has to happen. And we went and it's all boarded up. So like, there's no like ways to get in, but there's a lot of weird stuff surrounding the building. Really? Like there's these um, sheds in the back that the doors open, like it's a half door and you can look inside of it and it's just piled full of garbage and so it's really just like grungy and terrifying just to look at on the outside interesting what do you you remember what the garbage like looked like was it specific type of garbage clothes mattresses furniture because like correct me if i'm wrong but this thing was just kind of scrapped in a hurry oh yeah like they just were like oh we're shutting down uh just throw it all away yep no money and then they were just like we're gone (laughs) wow um would you like to talk about about the history yeah tell us a little bit about the history oh man okay so well what we didn't learn in the (laughs) the episode because they christy's gonna fill in the blanks here (laughs) 
Yeah, they tried to steal my job, but I'll always be better than Zach. It's fine. <laughs> so basically in 1893, there's the Sisters of Providence or Sisters of Charity. They're a, an organization in Canada. And basically their main job was to come into different um, very rural locations and build hospitals. And they were a nonprofit uh, company and it was just a bunch of nuns. That's why there's like a nun house in the back. Yeah. And so it was all run by the nuns too. Run by the nuns. Oh yeah. That's so. how you know. <laughs> and then there was a big influenza outbreak in 1918, which the episode does touch on, which it was actually, I was able to find primary sources on it. So it did actually happen. He wasn't just lying. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, Zach, yeah. you never know. Um, so yeah. And it served as the region's hospital for a really long time. Colfax opened up another hospital years and years and years later, wow. but it was like the main hospital in the area. Cause like even now, like there's not many hospitals out no, here. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We got this one in Pullman, and then there's one in... Moscow. There is, like, a really small one in Colfax now, too. Mm -hmm. There is the, uh, I believe it's the Whitman County Hospital, mm -hmm. like, right on the outskirts of Colfax. Yes, and I think that's the one that orig or it would surpass. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, it came right after yeah. St. Ignatius. Well, and then St. Ignatius, because it was a nonprofit, so there was no oh, money yeah, coming sure. in. Right. And so they were losing a ton of money, and then a and water it wasn't government-operated, so... No, so, yeah. yeah. Holy moly. And then the water pipe burst in winter because that happens a lot in this region yeah. and it flooded and they were you can't really save it like they didn't have no, money yeah surely not especially at the time mm -hmm. um when i don't know if, i imagine repairs like that were probably a lot more costly Mm -hmm. than, than they are now. Man, can you well, imagine a nonprofit hospital? A nonprofit privately owned hospital. So okay. if it was like a public nonprofit hospital, that might have been like easier. But yeah, government yeah. funded. The fact that it's a private nonprofit and yeah. a hospital. like. But think yeah, about like how it might be different with like medical bills and stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but then also um, we did miss a key point there. Mm -hmm. um, it turned into an assisted living home. So right. the hospital lost all of the money. It turned into an assisted living home and specifically for like people that weren't able to take care of themselves. So, sure, yeah. sure. Um, I know that I think we're moving away from the term handicapped now. Right, yes. Um, so what would be? Uh, pe uh, persons with disabilities. Yeah, so um, persons with mental disabilities, essentially. Mm -hmm. They would mm -hmm. all live in that house. Like some of the characters... Yeah, some of the, the well, yeah, some of the characters we meet in this episode have to do with that period of time, including a character played by our dear friend Samantha, yes, who Cassie actually went and spoke to. I did, and I got a really cool little bit interview with her, and we're gonna play that for you in a little while. Probably at the end, right? Yeah, probably yeah. at the end. But Samantha was lucky enough to be a crazy woman. <laughs> Yeah. We she'll, love that. She'll love tell that. you more about it, but you get to see her twisted finger in it. Oh, okay. Did she play Rose? Yeah. Yeah, that She's was her. Supposed, okay, so Rose, um, I watched, it's an hour-long video on YouTube, and it's, um, so some of the key people that were in this episode, uh -huh. um, Nancy Cochran and Valerie Gregory are a part of this hour-long thing at the Spokane Paranormal Society. Right. Mm -hmm. Conducted a psychic interview slash video tour of St. Ignatius Hospital. Uh -huh. Psychic interview. Yeah, so the psychic's name is, like, Jennifer, and she walks around the... Of course it is. <laughs> 
Jennifer, guys. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, so they walk around and she just kind of picks up on different things and talks about mm-hmm. it. And they talk about Rose and then Nancy and Valerie both like talk about Rose and her personality. And I didn't like how Ghost Adventures portrayed Rose because she was she was supposed to be a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, she had a child and oh, man. they took away the baby. And Ooh, but that's like, a tough life. There's a yeah. There's a lot of stories about Rose that are mm-hmm. like she's a good person yeah. just because she had like well, as we know, the Ghost Adventures crew does not fully understand what living with a mental illness is like, and they don't have any respect or... It's all ghost um, stories to them. You know what I mean? Like, these are all... Yeah. They're not... I feel like they don't see these people as real people. Like, no. as much as they talk about how they how they see them as real people mm-hmm. who need to be, like, contacted, I don't think they do. Well, they always use really. the word crazy yeah. and, like, just really inconsiderate generalizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, Rose was great. And she had a baby and mm-hmm. Jennifer picked up like she was like having a conversation with Rose. Mm-hmm. However, she does that as a medium. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But she was like showing a picture of her son to the medium and she was able to pick up on the fact that the boy that she was shown was a red haired. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And the Nancy was able to be like, yeah, Rose had red hair. So like that makes sense. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, there's some cool, cool. tidbits. So this episode opens very dramatically with the like an overhead shot of Colfax and it says Colfax Washington on the screen and it just looks like it's like it's this evil place. Yeah, super evil. <laughs> Zach walks us through the history and we meet. Did y'all say Valerie from Valerie. the Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. Valerie from the Chamber of Commerce who says that there is a dark thing in the hospital that chased them all out. It looked like a swarm of bees, she said. And he had to push really hard to get that. Oh yeah. That description. She would she wasn't really gonna say anything. And then Zach says, This is really, really serious stuff. And uh, that they need to help. They need to help these folks uh, clear the ghosts out so that they can open the hospital up again. Well, and was it her that was like, maybe you can do this. Maybe you can help us. Yeah. Um, And so by opening the hospital up, obviously not like operating. If you look at the hospital in the episode, it is trashed. It is. Yeah, Yeah. there's no way. Um, For ghost tours. That's Mm -hmm. what they're talking about. So Mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce in Colfax, in order to get tourists to come to Colfax, they started doing ghost tours and they were extremely successful. Mm-hmm. They were pricey too. I don't know if you I wasn't able to go before. It's like 30 well, bucks, we right? didn't we didn't actually I think it was more than that. Or maybe I was like looking at a special ghost hunting event. Mm. But but I do know that like the the wait list to get in oh, was huge. Crazy, yeah. Like and a lot of people like it would sell out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very well, popular. Yeah. We also meet Nancy, and I love Nancy. Nancy's one of my favorite people I've seen on Ghost Yes, Adventures. I loved her. <laughs> she kicks ass. I feel like I've met Nancy, and the fact that we live here means I may have indeed <laughs> met Nancy at some mm-hmm. point. Nancy is so funny. She's credited as the docent, but Christy, you told us that her actual job is much different. Yeah, she's the chamber president. <clears throat> so that's cool. so fucking weird that they spoke with someone who's on the Chamber of Commerce, and then they speak with the person who is the president of the Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerce, and they do not acknowledge the fact that she's the president, even though they've already got somebody else from the chamber. Mm-hmm. And That's they, weird to me. Yeah, they give her one of, like, the lowest things that you could be. A docent is just basically a museum tour guide. So, like, they they just lowballed her. Well, <laughs> wow. uh, so Nancy is, like, Nancy, <laughs> there's this great moment where he, she asks if she can cuss on the show. <laughs> and Zach says, yeah, it's fine. They'll just hear beeps. And she says, well, here's what I'll do if, what I do if I get scared. I scream, I cuss, and I run. 
<laughs> and then Zach goes, well, it sounds like you and Aaron have a lot in common. And Aaron does have a good laugh about this with her. But it's like, shut the fuck up, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> you always send Aaron in by himself because you're too scared to do it yourself. And then she, uh, he says, so yeah, you can cuss on the TV show. You, we, we say all kinds of dumb stuff like just, fuck and shit and we whatever. We just beep it over. And then he says, so why don't you try it out and say some cuss words. And then she apparently cusses something. Apparently she says something so vile that even the boys are like, whoa. <laughs> I think she probably said fuck. Yeah. Um, but they all go like, whoa. And whoa. there's just a lot of beeps in this part because yeah. everybody's cussing. It was really funny. It was actually kind of nice yeah. um, and fun. And so <clears throat> while they're in there, he kind of asks about the death toll. He asks her about how many people died here. And she says thousands. And he's like, I can feel it. <laughs> no, like, no shit. It was a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> this is like where you go to die in the modern civilized world. Well, and Pretty just much think about, like, I mean, literally everywhere, lots of people have yes, died yeah. over history. The, the planet is billions of years old. You would be up to your neck in ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be surprised, like, knowing our area that it was probably, like, Indian grounds before. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. This is indigenous land. Yeah. And then also, like, I mean, what about animals? And what about cave people? That's, you know, this is a question that came up while we were listening to My Brother, My Brother and yeah. Me, which is like, at what point was it's man, a, when when do we have ghosts? Are there caveman ghosts? <laughs> is it like, like fucking Piltdown Man is a ghost? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what was the first ghost? Yeah, is Lucy a ghost? It's, Does Lucy have a ghost? It's a few episodes ago, so if you look through the, I forget which one it was, but they also have it. Uh, They're not paying us to say this, but Griffin, <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> It is an interesting phenomenon that most ghosts are Victorian era ghosts. Yes. I notice this all the time yeah. and it's so weird to me. I guess that's just like what we have in our in our minds mm-hmm. as the image of somebody who is like long dead but still part of a well, society that we can Think about it though. Spiritualism was a thing in the Victorian era. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was huge. So it could very, very well be influenced by the, the well, the period of spiritualism. Yeah. So, did you all write down the name of the young man who appears next? Okay, so I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> um, it was partially cut off, but it, his last name is Gregory, which is Valerie Gregory. So I'm assuming. Think that's her kid. Yeah, Valerie Junior. Valerie Junior. Yeah. Mr. Valerie Junior. <laughs> tells a couple of stories about how he's been uh, grabbed and growled at, and touched, and we're only with him for like a few sentences before we get back to Nancy, who is, tells us about the two ghost characters for this episode, Michael and Rose. Apparently, Michael's is angry, angry. Person. Michael's really mad. Rose is really mad. Couple of really angry ghosts. All anger. <laughs> now, it's important to note that Michael was confined to a wheelchair uh, at the time he was alive, according to these stories. Allegedly. We, allegedly. Yeah. We don't know if these are real people. We have no, like, well, we have stories about Rose. Rose is real. Michael, I also believe, is real. Okay. But not how they portrayed him in the episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Whoa. What, really? What? <laughs> Weird. I know. Strange. Uh, but apparently Michael um, keep, it, keep it in your head that, that Michael was wheelchair bound and he had to use a wheelchair to get and they around. Kept, they connect him to flies. Yeah, apparently. A fly problem. Yeah. <laughs> I know that in like movies about demons, flies mm-hmm. are supposed to be like an omen or whatever or a part of the infestation. But if, so, if that's true, then Webster Physical Science Building at WSU is extremely It's demonic. so fucking haunted. Yeah, cause, and it's all on one side of the building. There's a ghost in There's that side. There's lots of flies. It's really kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. So why was Rose called Finger Lady? Did, did y'all remember that? Because I feel like they said it and then just yeah. went on. I have... So, 
Yeah, so in the episode it said that she like screamed at her finger. Okay. So kind of like red rum. Oh, yeah. oh okay. that's what they're going for. It's a yeah. shining thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you'll hear um, during Samantha's interview, Samantha actually has like a broken finger. Okay. So I don't know if that was coincidence Dude, or... Wait, maybe that's why, that's why she why got she the call. No. <laughs> hey, we heard you have a really crooked finger. <laughs> We heard you got a real fucked up looking hand. And you're a woman, and you can probably pretend that you're crazy. There's a really long run-on sentence here that I totally enjoyed. But that Zach, whenever he's waxing poetic about death, he oh seems God. to have difficulty putting his thoughts together because he was like, just, it felt like four or like a whole paragraph's worth of content that he did not split up, mm-hmm. that he just sort of stream of consciousness talking about like these feelings. And he did not, he did not rehearse before. Beforehand. No, of course not. No, it's all it's all improvised. <laughs> Zach Bagans doesn't. No, he doesn't practice before this show. He's above that. <laughs> they have a new spirit box. It looks like they have a new like they have new devices. I mean, you 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 probably haven't seen it's been, or at least it's been a while since you've seen old episodes. Of oh Adventure. yeah. So like me and Cassie saw these new devices and we were like, whoa, damn, because they look pretty fancy. Do you have compared. any idea? Like, so they looked like they're like a brick. They like looked a big like a brick. well. They looked like a like what they were doing seemed like a voice box, mm-hmm. but they also had like a a word. So it was like a mix of voice box and is it the Melmeter? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They had some new tech in here. Yeah. Maybe may or may not be Bill Chapel approved. <laughs> um, and then the and okay, so at at some point in here, Nancy leaves, and it's not made clear exactly where that is. Yeah, she just, just disappears. She just disappears, <laughs> and the whole investigation immediately falls into chaos as the boys are like getting lost in the hospital and like hearing things and jumping out of their skins about it. Yeah, they, they talk about how they just slipped into chaos. We just hear a lot of like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa oh, shit, bro, hey. oh man, bro. And then they finally make it out. Oh, and and together they like they make a noise together, and I don't remember what it was in reference to, but they go, ah, together in unison. Yeah. Do you remember what that was about? I don't, but I remember they all did it at like the same yeah. time. And wow. I was like, okay. Cool, guys. Uh, um. Aaron says he sees a spirit. They start saying that they feel completely disoriented. And then they mention one of the feeling of oppression lifts. Oh, okay. So they're good now? I guess they're good they're now. They're just good now. And this is before, this is pre-lockdown, folks. This yeah. is like them in the place scoping it out before the lockdown. Yeah, so I guess, and really, it's been a long time since we've watched a newer episode of Ghost Adventures, but like... They seem like they do longer They do more of it, though. like, all in lockdown mode, kind of, even in the pre-investigation, whereas the earlier episodes, the pre-investigation was, like, during the day, and they're just asking people Just things. shooting the shit, going to the library and stuff like that. Yeah, but There's also, a great episode, Christy, where they go to the library and talk to people from the Historical Society, and the people from the Historical Society are so not entertained. Yeah. They're having a terrible fucking time. Zach is, like, at the library table with his feet up on the table reading out of a history book like really dramatically reading in air quotes yeah it's so funny and he's just like he thinks he's really scholarly and he's like so <laughs> it says here there were all of these deaths do you think and you the could... lady's just like yep there sure were <laughs> yeah uh that's the circle of life you are born and yeah. then you die <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so next we talk to Jeff, and Jeff had a uh, rough time. So they did an interview with Jeff, and then they got a text message from Jeff that was like, hey, don't show that interview because some other stuff happened. And then he did another interview with Zach in the cool haunted mansion that Cassie and I actually visited. Yeah, the... Uh... I forget what it's called. 
Let me look it, it up real quick. I said it was the Chamber because of Commerce. I feel like yeah. you should mention it. That's where the Chamber of Commerce and the Historical Society are both headquartered mm-hmm. in Colfax. That is interesting. A lot of um, your local historical societies, if you're ever curious, are usually in some old building. Like in Moscow, we have the McConnell Mansion, mm-hmm. and then right across the street is the Annex. So, yeah. yeah. The Perkins House. The Perkins House. Yeah, so um, the Perkins House is another uh, historical house in Colfax. You should definitely visit it because it's It's so pretty. They do do ghost tours there. Have you been there? No. No, it's really good. Okay, no, no, no. It's not ghost tours. They're called after dark flashlight tours. Yes, and they have to call it that because they can't call it a ghost tour. But we went to it two, or not this Halloween, but last Halloween around that time. And you just buy a ticket and it helps fund the historical society. And the Perkins House was... Was just a wealthy family that lived in the area and like the furniture and the wallpaper and everything is just gorgeous they, they have, have go ahead they have like phonograph recordings from like a hundred years ago well they have a phonograph yeah. device that still works and yeah. they'll play it for you all right it's so creepy, it's so creepy. <laughs> they also have a like old old musical box that's humongous and wooden and it still works and they'll play it for you and it's incredibly creepy especially when it's nighttime and they have all the lights off and of course because have- like the shit is warped and it's <laughs> Yeah. Old and yeah. it sounds like a fuck. It sounds like Peter Pan <laughs> from uh, from documentary now. Yeah, and the lady who gave us a tour, like she's obviously very passionate about the place, and she loves ghosts. Get, oh, she, she doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. It. She she's like scared to talk about ghosts too much. Well, but she did have her. She did have. You can download a the. It's like a spirit box. It's app. a spirit box app. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. It's got great reviews. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't yeah. know how it works. <laughs> yeah, apparently it works really well. Uh, there's no like instruct like there's no like this is what this means and this is what it's just like uh, something you should. I don't, Christy, I don't know how 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 much you've looked into this kind of ghost hunting technology. Aww. They never tell you a fucking thing about how it actually works. They just tell you that it like it's what it's supposed to do. What it's this is like this helps spirits speak to us through the space in the white noise. It never gives any indication as to what mechanism inside this device is allowing this to happen. Perfect. So that, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's one you can't question it too No, much. of course not. No, you can't no, question no, no, it too no, no, much. No. <laughs> it's, it, it is the way it is. Bill Chapel made this, and he's an electrical engineer, so. So. <laughs> oh my God, have you heard of him before? You know this man, Bill Chapel? From your podcast. Okay, okay, yeah, okay yeah, all okay. right. You gotta look at his website. Visualdowsing.com. <laughs> get yourself then, a meditation period. And then just see him in some of the episodes, and you'll be like, okay, okay. all right, eyes rolling. Where were we? So we were talking about Jeff, and Jeff mm-hmm. Jeff comes back for a second interview at the Perkins house, and so apparently he did this interview with Jay, and then st- like got possessed while he was doing the interview, and started feeling like really aggressive and violent, and he wanted to you know smash the cameras and take him away, and then when his friend was driving him home, he was feeling really violent towards his friend. He wanted to crush his skull. <laughs> And uh, Jeff is very bothered by this. Mm-hmm. This this was like a really big deal for him, and it really messed with him. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Zach is like is like really latching onto this as like there's something going on mm-hmm. for Zach. Yeah. And he suspects that this is Michael's influence. That maybe Michael possessed Jeff. And remember, I told you keep in mind that Michael was wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. The evidence, the the furthest corroborating evidence here is that when Jeff got possessed, he he felt like he wasn't able to move. Yeah. So he like he felt like his legs went numb, and so mm-hmm. Zach. Like, ah, that's Michael. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the B-Man? Not the... The swarm of B-Man? The, oh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. There was no identification on the B-Man, was there? No. Just the black mass. Yeah. Why are we blowing everything on Michael? 
And I was right? angry, but I conspiracy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Jeff had a really bad time. Well, they do sort of bring up the idea that perhaps there could be demons in the house. Zach brings that up. Zach kind of is desperate to talk about demons and likes to throw that in there anytime he can. So he came up with demons as a possible excuse. And that's about it for the uh, investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into the lockdown, they are all masked up. They are in full protective gear. I was gear. very impressed. Although... Although Aaron and Billy have the bullshit masks. They have the N95 mask, which I'm not sure if that protects against like black mold that's for like when you when people around you are sick and you don't want to get sick that's not for like bad air no no it is different they really? do protect they do protect against certain particulate matter but it's only of like a certain size oh, okay and like for smaller things um and like vapor stuff you have to wear the one that zach wears did you almost but call even, him max i don't know i feel like i saw your mouth almost say max <laughs> sorry if it was going it's there it's fine i slip I don't, up a lot and it I, doesn't bother me <laughs> i don't know why but Something with Max, Zach, they, my brain, they must sound the same. We're so similar in, like, so many ways. But even with a... Um, Mask? What, it's a, a ve- ventilator. ventilator. Even with a ventilator, like, there are specific filters that you have to buy depending on what you're protecting yourself against. And I hope Zach knows this. Well, mold spores are extremely tiny. So yeah. I feel like you'd have to have a really, really, really fine filter to protect against mold. Yeah. Well, and, like... Filters will say on the packaging, like, that they have a certain, like, code, and it'll tell you, like, what they protect against. So they're not, like, one size fits all. It'll protect you against everything. Like, you have to be very specific. And I don't know if Zach is smart enough to... I mean, are we really that worried? No, I'm (laughs) I'm not. Genuinely, I'm not. But he does make a smart suggestion, which is he says, keep this one in mind. He says that for this investigation, we're going to stick together. Put a pin in that. Splitting up, put a pin in that. We are introduced to a piece of technology that is really cool and is not used at At all all. in this fucking episode. We saw it and we're like, Oh, that, that looks pretty good. That and feels like a good thing to use. It's like those, um, the the sensor lights that... It's a five-way. It's a cube that emits some kind of motion-sensing beam from five of its six sides. And whenever yeah. that beam is broken, a light shines in that direction. So, for example, cool. if a ghost was walking past it, you would see the front light go off, the side light go off, and the back light go off following it. Yes. Which is pretty cool. That's smart. That's, like, smart-ish. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it works, but, like, I mean... But- the, the it does work because the, they walk past. I'm just saying, like, as an idea, as it's an cool. idea, it's a good idea. Yes, mm-hmm. if you're gonna catch ghosts in practice, well, <laughs> remains to be seen. But they didn't fucking use it at all. They just sort of put this footage in here, I guess, because they were running out of footage. Uh, the cameras start really going crazy when they get into Michael's room, and then there's a thump. And I have written down here that the boys scatter like roaches yeah. as soon as the <laughs> thump happens. It's so funny. I love that. They're on edge immediately in mm-hmm. this episode, and then they put a time lapse camera out facing down the hallway to see to guess get really slow ghosts. It's an infrared infrared camera. Okay. But isn't that what we get later? The I think, thing? Yeah, they, they kind of freak out for a while okay. while they're in Michael's room. They walk around, they see a cigarette offering yes. on a TV. But and two chocolates. I, I feel like they're a little too creeped out by it. Right. It's just a nice offering. Well, I mean, also, who's breaking in to give the offerings? Because, like, that place is pretty boarded up. Yeah, so. unless it's been there for a while, but you would think. Mm. I mean, it looked pretty fresh. Maybe it was put there. We don't know. True. And so they're kind of going through the hospital, bottom floor to top floor. And when they get to the fourth floor, Aaron feels something touch him behind him. He feels like a tap and there's like a lot of, whoa, bro. Whoa, whoa. Um, And then they get an orb that uh, is kind of like a lens flare a little bit in its Mm -hmm. shape and movement. It's very uh, linear in shape. Yeah. And it moves towards the lower left hand side of the camera. And then everyone gets 
this is where it all starts. Everyone to really goes go nuts. Bo- 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 bonkers. Yeah, um, there's a, a big to do over a cold spot that Zach has right next to him, and then he starts to feel like he's got a blanket of cold energy on him. A boa constrictor. Yeah. Yes. I was just like, um, is Nagini here? Like, what's happening? Um, yeah. And then he makes a big deal out of how like he gets into Billy's face. Billy's like talking about some the the one of the ghost hunting equipment, and Zach's like, Yeah, Billy, I know. <laughs> And then he's like, this is not good. This is not, not good. good. not good. He also claims that he saw a man's face. Yes. Now, this is so unclear because he says that he saw the man's face with his mind's eye. Yeah. And then narrator Zach says that he saw the face with his own eyes. Yeah. So what is it? Oh, and uh, they get the connect ghost out, which I love uh, <laughs> because they catch a bunch of leprechauns. <laughs> and like... That's what I... <laughs> Yeah. That's like, yep. They keep they are leprechauns. And they also sort of build this fiction where Billy is like commanding the ghosts to appear. Billy is like, I command you to appear. And then the little leprechaun shows up behind him. Oh, yeah. Like the boys are very snippety this episode. They, they are. Yeah. They're ready to fight. Yeah. And I just think it's funny how every single time they catch a connect ghost, it's tiny. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bitty and usually going like moving its arms a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they even thought that it was like, oh, it's holding Billy's hand. Or was it Aaron's it's hand? Yeah, they thought it was a kid. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's creepy. Because everyone loves kid ghosts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so after Zach gets possessed, he, like, does some, like, warding spells. They do, like, spells now. This is so weird when they're like, you cannot pierce this defense. Or you cannot pierce my aura. My armor. My armor. They have, like, warding spells that someone taught them that they get rid of the ghost with. So Zach pushes the ghost away, and apparently now it goes to Billy. Because Billy does a little shiver, and then he feels it ice cold. Like I'm wearing a freezing jacket, he says. (laughs) And so Aaron is the one who theorizes now, at this point, that what they're dealing with is a demon Mm -hmm. that used the image of a child to lure them in so that they would feel secure and safe. I don't think these people will ever have children of their own. No, I probably not. not. <laughs> yeah, no. We yeah, really I hope not too. Yeah. Uh, this is where Zach volunteers Aaron to stay here alone, even though, remember earlier? And Aaron reminds him, hey, dude, Yeah. you said we were going to stick together. <laughs> and and, Aaron's, and Zach's like, so what? You should stay here. And Aaron's like, well, okay, but for the record. <laughs> <laughs> So he's feeling creepy. Zach's butt gets sore. <laughs> and he goes, Zach leaves. He's like touching it a lot. Like, oh, it just hurts back here. And then he's like, dude, will you look at it? Yeah, so he and leaves then, to go get Jade. And then, what butt. do you know? There's red marks there. Now he does have a bruise, which, okay. Well, it was a bruise when they messed with the, like, saturation. Yeah. The, right, well, yeah. But the problem is always that they're shooting this at night. The camera has a light on it. And when, to, like... They always put the camera right next to the skin, mm-hmm. and these boys are so pale, <laughs> so that like when the camera light is on them, it, you can't see any well, details on the pale skin. Well, where well Zach's pale where he doesn't get spray tan. I don't know. Okay, I was that's, like, is that? I don't know if our, you can. That's I don't our know if hypothesis. Can, I don't know if you can like not get spray. T- it's like kind of like a, you go into like a chamber. You go, and you go into like a sarcophagus, usually. and they like yeah. It's like a car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no hate if you if you use spray tan. No, do spray tan instead of real tan because real tan is literal uh, radiation burn. You melt your you'll skin's get skin off. cancer and you'll look old, young. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with looking old. I'm just saying. But skin cancer. You thin. age faster and you could end up looking like a leather bag. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, Aaron gets on edge very quickly. He's like running around going, oh, oh, God, it's scary. <laughs> um, and he starts feeling like he's having body aches and nausea. And I was talking with Christy while you were mm-hmm. uh, while you were getting ready, Cassie. I feel like this is Aaron sort of building a narrative for them to use later oh. because that's flu symptoms and they never capitalize oh, on it. But I feel yeah. like this is him putting some hooks in so that they can later come in and say, oh, he was possessed by a flu victim. Gotcha. That's why he had those feelings. Okay. So, not that maybe, and maybe he did feel those things. Maybe well, he actually did. Also, but. let's just remember that a symptom that could be, or a symptom that shows itself as feeling nauseous or anxious can be a symptom of having anxiety or a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. Which these guys have dealt with. I mean, what they do is very stressful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even if it wasn't scary, they're still staying up all night, which is a big stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, did anyone else get the vibe off of Aaron where he was like, you know, the meme where it's like the little kid opens the door and like talks to his mom's like, I fruit up. Oh, I like, haven't seen that. Okay. Well, it's a really cute meme. Yeah. And that's kind of like what he was acting like because he got really meek. Yeah. And like, like, I don't feel good. Yeah. The only meme that I ever associate with these guys is, um, what, what do you have? A knife! <laughs> Yeah. That's them. They're running <laughs> running with a knife in front of a, a inflatable pool. So Zaxi's that when Zaxi's like the the camera footage of the bruise and the red spot on his back, he says that um in relation or in, in reference to it being related to spirits that he one hundred percent believes so. And also, by the way, he left Billy to go get that checked out. So not only have they left Aaron alone by himself, now the entire crew is split up. Yeah. The thing they said they wouldn't do. <laughs> and then Billy Billy Oof. Billy finds his courage, man, in this episode. <laughs> well, he decides he's gonna be the the one. I think the interpretation is that he might have been possessed. That, that, that's the, the yeah. lens I was seeing. Okay. Yeah. But he decides he's going to switch places with Aaron. Yeah, he's just like, I need to go and do this. I want to stay by myself. I need to be alone, guys. Like, I'm going through something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he called it free... Oh, wait, no. Who called it free soloing? Was it Zach? Zach. Okay. Billy is free soloing. <laughs> free soloing. Working without a net. Yeah. Uh, and so he's up on the third floor, confronted the ghost. Being very aggressive. Uh, he gets really mad and hears a bunch of... Rhythmic, very rhythmic haze yeah. on the, the radio scanning device. Yeah, it kind of felt like a rave for a second. It did, it did. <laughs> at, at one point I was like, wait, is that is that happening multiple times or are they just repeating it three times like they usually do? But no, it was yeah. very rhythmic. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Aaron and Zach like go in and they frame it as like we're concerned about Billy, so we're going back. But they also take their fucking time and they just really to take a bunch of pictures on their way. Yeah. Uh, and one of the pictures does come up with a full body apparition. It was actually pretty spoopy. It's spoopy. Mm-hmm. Now, what they didn't do was put the image on the TV screen. They showed yeah. the footage of Zach recording the LCD with his camera, which I never, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why they couldn't just put the image on the screen. Yeah, like they usually do. They were just... They usually do, and then they're like, and here is the head, and here is the shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, they just were videotaping the videotape image. Very annoying. And then they do the thing where it's like, I took another picture and that one was normal. So that proves the the first one was ghosts. Yeah, Yeah, but like, so the thing that I have with the image is that it's a very like masculine figure. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, at first I'm like, well, it's just a reflection. Because it Mm -hmm. literally looked like how he was standing. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Never thought of that. Yeah, I'm sure Zach would be very flattered if you told him that. Oh, oh. hey, Zach. <laughs> 
what's up? <laughs> oh. uh, then we, I thought this was really creepy when they started pointing it out, but it quickly became mundane. Uh, as Nick and as Zach, Nick, Nick's not in this episode. There is no Nick. This is after the great falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, as Zach and Aaron are making their way back to Billy, they talk about how they hear a mumbling, mm-hmm. and I heard it over the the TV screen and it was creepy. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? But then we find it's Billy mm-hmm. who is saying like a protection spell to himself as it, he sits on the ground. Yeah, it was creepy. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like dra- dra- dramatized. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And he's like laying on the ground, mumbling this protection spell to himself. And he was saying like, oh, they drain the energy all out of me. And then he admitted to allowing the spirits to enter him. Like a dummy. Like a dummy. <laughs> who does that? Who does that? Like rule one. They've been doing this. This is season 19. Uh-huh. Come you, munch this. Yeah. You know. Keep me up. You do not let a spirit. No. Yeah. Yeah. You like, don't. don't they know from experience that that's not a great idea? But it was just so convincing, you know, that Michael. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah. yeah. And then they do something that feels like should have had a much bigger presence in the episode than it did. They go check out the attic, which sounds creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And then the episode, like, immediately ends after they it summarize. It does. So, well, okay, the problem also, was our, we yeah. didn't, I mean, we don't have the DVD of it, and there's no streaming on it online, so we got it from Daily Motion. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, well, it, the side effect, Zach sounded like this. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> yeah, but also it ended pre the end, unfortunately. But but I feel like I've seen enough Ghost Adventures though that I could feel that this was the cadence of Zach doing the wrap up, mm-hmm. and it just didn't get. We didn't get that like track that plays at the end of every episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, so the attic is like full of religious paintings, mm-hmm. and supposedly there was a homeless person who was squatting there for a while, mm-hmm. and then. They had said, to leave. They said he disappeared because of the hauntings, but no, I mean, he probably, he probably got, got out. kicked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah there were so many cooler stories from that hospital that they could have gone with. Yeah, this yeah. is like the the experience of watching every episode of Ghost Adventures is like, oh, there are actually cool ghost stories here somewhere. We just didn't hear any of them because yeah. they're too focused on this one story. Yeah, because they just wanted to like blame Michael for everything. We'll talk about Jeff. They want the the shocking stuff. They yeah. want the stuff that you can very easily be like tell a ghost story about you know but not even like a sensitive ghost story like a modern ghost story they're talking about like mandor hook hand car door ghost stories the midnight society yeah this is make a terrifying story or else you're out (laughs) have you been watching the new are you afraid of the dark it's really cute it's really cute and it's also very weird watching like have you watched buffy yes Okay, so Buffy's like high school, but played by adults, mm-hmm. whereas Are this You Afraid like of the Dark kids. is kids playing high school students, <laughs> and it's just really weird seeing the difference. It's very different. We've also been watching Veronica Mars, yeah, and which that is, also is like high it's super intense high school drama activities. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was, we were sitting there watching Are You Afraid of the Dark, and I was like, can you imagine if Veronica Mars, like, if the actors actually looked like thirteen-year-olds, like, how fucked up would it be? Yeah, <laughs> how much more fucked up would it be? Well, if it's they just actually so much more adult age? when yeah. it's yeah. adults playing kids than when it's kids playing kids and then also i really even though like, kids get up to some wild shit yeah. when they're in high school also it's not scary at all it's just cute and halloweeny it's just but, it's scary in that way that it's like ooh, this is interesting What's yeah happen? yeah and and also like um i find it so funny because this has been a theme for nickelodeon forever and apparently still to this day where the the youth perspective of parents and oh, teachers and adults mm-hmm. are they don't understand me they're dumb there are no good <laughs> there are no good they're adults boring in any and mean show. and nasty and they don't care about me and it's just it's kind of sad actually (laughs) like I guess that's how kids might really feel yeah that's how I felt 
Yeah, I guess. I guess they're they're connecting. To when the you're youth. a teen, I think when yeah. you're a teen, like that is yeah. turned up to eleven. Yeah. Like there's a period of time between like fourteen and nineteen where adults do not like aggressively don't matter, mm-hmm. and then it it sort of starts to ease off a little bit as you get sometimes for some people mm-hmm. as you get mm-hmm. older. Um, but yeah, that, hey, w- that's the end of the episode that's of it. Ghost Adventures. It's all over. Um, it was done. What was your favorite part, Christy? I liked the Aaron like kind of jump in the air where it looked like he got his ass grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. How about you, Max? Uh, I think it was Billy's protection spell. Okay, yep. How about uh, you, darling? I just loved seeing our friend Samantha in it. Yes! And her crooked finger. <laughs> Before we go to Tweet Watch, let's play that interview, uh, interview you did with her. With Samantha. Here it goes. Hey folks, this is Cassie. I'm here with uh, my good friend Samantha, and Samantha was an extra on the episode of Ghost Adventures at St. Ignatius Hospital. That's how you pronounce it, That's right? That's absolutely right. Okay, I just want to hear all about it. Could you just, like, whatever comes to your mind, your experience being an extra on this show? I will fill you in, in good detail. It all started when my husband sent in a photograph to become an extra and I happened to be in the photograph and they contacted him and they said we're not interested in you but would your wife be interested in doing the thing. So I said sure and I showed up reported for duty at St. Ignatius and was taken to the green room. Oh, what was the green room? The green room, I think, had been part of the old hospital. And it was, the walls were all crumbling and it was very dank and dark. And the production assistant was wonderful. And they had a box full of snacks from Costco. (laughs) And I believe I got paid $50. Oh! And there was a crew of four gentlemen who did the filming. Uh-huh. And they were filming on the third floor, but I couldn't go up and watch. Okay. I had to stay in solitary confinement. Okay. And that's how it all began. Okay. And I had a costume. Yeah. She brought me uh what looked like a hospital gown. So I sat in there and waited until they were ready for me. Okay. And then they said, we're ready for you. Yeah. And I walked down this creepy hall, and it, it really is a creepy, creepy environment. Mm-hmm. And we went in, and there was a wireframe bed without a mattress. Okay. And the backstory was I supposedly had been in the insane asylum, and people used to leave a gift of beer at my door, but oh. I had gone crazy and I'd been in there 30 years. So then it was interesting because basically it just became an improvisational deal. The whole thing was just me improvising. Mm-hmm. And there was blood all over the walls. and So they put the blood on the walls of the building. Do you know if they cleaned it up afterwards? It looks like it had been there for a long time. I suspect it's a permanent part of of the place. Because it was like, um, it it looked like a lead-based paint. Oh, You know, I mean, I think think a lot of things have happened in there in terms of fraternity parties and different things. Then they just filmed me uh, screaming and beating on the walls. (laughs) 
And then I started playing around with a, like a door jam that was by the window. And so they filmed me doing that. And then they liked my twisted finger. Oh. So my twisted finger became part of the story. So my <laughs> twisted finger got a, a close up. And they just spent a lot of time getting just film of me acting insane. Okay. Then when we got done with that, they said, well, why don't we go outside and take some more film? Mm -hmm. And so they lugged all their equipment outside and there's a, there's a, like a formal garden out in the front Mm -hmm. of the hospital. So they had me doing things in the formal garden that never made the final cut. Okay. But that was basically it. It was just a series of improvisations that mm-hmm. these this crew filmed. Okay. And were the people who filmed you, were they the main guys in the show? No, no. No. Oh, no. The main guys, I never saw the main guys. Okay. So what happens is... What happens is this crew, and they were incredibly professional, and they were really cool people. Okay, okay. They've been doing this for 10 years. They've been together, and they are like the front crew. So they come in, uh-huh. and they do all this filming. Okay. And then at midnight that night, the Zach and whoever. Aaron, Billy J. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're sidekicks. They come in, and they do their own thing, but they're not they're not part of the filming at all. Okay. So when they say with no big camera crews following us around, they're they're real about that. It's just the one group comes to do the B film. Right. And then they do their thing. And then I I believe they film Zach and the guys too, but then they've got this mm-hmm. footage already mm-hmm. that they can use mm-hmm. as part of the script, I okay. think. Okay. Okay. So the it's script. the script. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very um, canned. It, it's clearly they have a lot of experience doing this, generating stories. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. was nothing real about it <laughs> at all. And then I spoke to another woman who came down for a little bit and she had been upstairs where they had a room full of baby dolls and she had been a nurse, I think. And it was the same thing. They filmed her doing her thing. But again, there was no interaction with the main talent at all. (laughs) There was no connection. Okay. There was no reality there. Okay. And how um, authentic was your character? Like, was this based on a real person? Supposedly, but then it shifted. I mean, they had a they had an idea, but then it kind of shifted with what I did. Mm-hmm. So they again, it was it's all it's all improvisation. I didn't mm-hmm. there wasn't any basis in any reality okay. as far as I could tell. Okay, because they went with the wind. They kind of went with whatever came up. Okay, and then the lady who played a nurse. Yes, was she supposed to be a certain like real individual? I think she. I think they had a little bit of a script, kind of like mine, where my woman they left beer at the door and they didn't mm-hmm. do any of that in this in the mm-hmm. actual production mm-hmm. um but apparently it's all folklore it's just it's made it's made up stories okay <laughs> and it's very obvious that okay. it's made up stories <laughs> okay cool anything else that's 
they were nice and they had Costco snacks and the crew was interesting and engaging and they were very professional. That's good to hear. You know, and they they had great camaraderie. They were really decent people. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing it. I really good. enjoyed doing it. But it was just like an improvisational, yeah. let's throw this together. And then seeing the real production, it made me laugh because it was like, this is pure theater. Pure theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was listening to our uh, our podcast friend, uh, Christie's uh, episode on St. Ignatius Hospital, and she mentioned that um, the story that the Ghost Adventures crew gave as to why it's no longer a haunted house was because apparently people were getting hurt by ghosts. Oh. But if you look at the actual, <laughs> like, logistics, it's, it's something completely different. It's yeah. It's just change of hands who owns it and exactly yeah and liability i mean Mm -hmm. insurance the city of colfax probably doesn't want to be responsible for i mean it really is it's a nasty place Mm -hmm. it smells bad it's moldy yeah 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 it's uh lots of construction material all over i wouldn't want to have any liability anything to do with it really because i think it could it could be quite a hazard. Hazardous. Yeah, hazardous. And who knows? I'm sure it's all lead-based paint, um, lots of stuff around. Okay, all right. But they were very, very definite about no exploring. I mean, I, I, I was to stay in this room until they got me, and somebody was with me every step of the way. Wow. Like I asked, can I go upstairs and watch? No, you need to, you, you need to be in line. So they have a real iron grip on who sees what. Okay. And who participates. <laughs> okay. Well, that's really interesting. Yes, that's the story. Thanks for sharing your story. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll get back to the show. All right. Cool. Good. Good. You bet. And we're back. And we're back with everybody's favorite segment, Tweet Watch. Christy, have you seen enough of our our show to to know what tweet watches tweet watches where we go to zach bacon's twitter and we just see what he's up to okay um he's doing the self promo tour again a lot of retweets of like people talking about his shit oh he brought some folks in from buzzfeed unsolved oh yeah i saw that museum. today i follow him <laughs> we don't because we're scared of uh him i don't want him to find me oh. i do follow aaron and nick and billy and jay though what's the fear of zach though he still he's got has such control a f- he has a f- well and he's got such a fragile uh oh yeah spirit i guess and okay so he's retweeting someone who says i think i just had a paranormal experience with zach bagans hashtag zach bagans by the way and it scared the poop emoji out of me uh, <laughs> don't let the smile fool you we went back to his haunted museum in vague in hashtag vegas blah blah Blah, and Zach quote tweets that saying, as I told you, let me know if anything else happens. Deaf, a crazy moment. Was he, so Zach was with them? Yes. When it happened? Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that's really vague. Damn. He is, he is really getting, he's locking his Twitter down. Like there is nothing. He's, this is super lean. It's mostly just self promo. Mm-hmm. As he quote tweets, uh, Jib Beadseed at Zach Bagans, does Ghost Adventures Uncensored exist? I just watched Demon House recently and it's so nice to hear you say no, no words. <laughs> and Zach quote tweets this saying, unfortunately we got beeps on TV. <laughs> no, that's no it. words. <laughs> No idea. Joyce tweets, at Zach Bagans, look, Zach, the world's largest Ouija board ever created. And Zach quote tweets saying, they trying to summon the spirit of Paul Bunyan. 
That was, yeah, I saw that. I was just like, grown dad joke. Is he a dad? No, God, no. No, Zach also... Well, he is a, a dog dad. He tweets a lot about how single he is. and uh, how But he's dating right now. I guess. <laughs> and he also tweets like, uh, maybe maybe I'll get married someday when I'm 80. <laughs> married to the job. I guess so. We were contacted by Historical AF Podcast, which I love that the name of that, that, that podcast. That's great. They messaged us and said, quote, I figured y'all would enjoy this. I went to a place Ghost Adventures filmed and two people who were filmed were there. One confirmed my belief that Zach is extra and it's not <laughs> and it's not an act. She said they didn't tell her she'd be recorded until five minutes before then when she got pushed. They left her, and Aaron guilted her into staying for content. Wowza. You know, it just sounds... It's really not surprising to me, based on the way I've seen them interact with people. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I just always, so often I go back to the woman who like straight up told Zach to his face that she didn't want to be videotaped mm-hmm. and he still videotaped her mm-hmm. and then claimed that he wasn't videotaping her when she called him out on it. Yep. And, the, yeah. and again, I've said this on the show before, but the, the most egregious thing is that he leaves that part in mm-hmm. when she says, you're videotaping me. He says, no, I'm not. It's on the TV. Like he, he fucking rats on himself about this, yeah. which is like, so clear. Obviously he didn't learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Oh. It just says a lot. That moment says a lot about Zach Bagans. And this is why we do this show and don't feel bad mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. It's because Zach Bagans is a Also, do you want to repeat the man. little bit from when they were here and they ordered it? A- okay, yeah. So I work at a uh, grocery store and we have a bakery and they ordered a cake from the from our baker. And the reason I know is because one of my friends at work, shout out to my, fr- my work friend whose name I'm going to protect. She told me that when they were ordering... She, she was on the phone with them as they were ordering the cake and the person mentioned that they work on a TV show and she said, what... What kind of TV? What kind of TV show? And they said it's a ghost. It's a ghost hunting program for the reality for the Travel Channel. And she knew because yeah. she listens to the podcast. And well, she... and also it's like it was in the news yeah. here because it was a big deal. So apparently the instruction they got was for a sugar-free cake because quote the big man doesn't eat sugar. The big boss. The big boss doesn't eat sugar. Yeah. So that is Zach Bagans. Oh God. <laughs> I find that funny because if it... Just get a fucking cake. Like, if you're going to eat a cake, don't try to fit your... Don't try to do some bullshit where you're, like, fitting this cake into my reduced sugar diet. Well, also, I mean, there's lots of starch in cake. Yeah. Starch Mm -hmm. turns into sugar, so you're not really... Just get a cake, bro. It's fine. Or just omit (laughs) it and just get the cake for your crew because you love them and you want to celebrate with them. Yeah, not that the cake's for you. Right. Or, you know, you could get, I mean... Again, this is like a microcosm of Zach Bagans, the person. (laughs) Yeah. Is that he's eating a restricted sugar diet, so he's going to subject everybody else to the sugarless, flavorless cake. Yeah. Instead of getting a nice cake for everyone and maybe just not having a piece. Yeah. Or maybe getting your own thing. Or just getting your own cake and then another cake for your friends. I don't know. The guy has enough money to do it, I assume. He runs a... he. This is the 19th season of the TV Mm -hmm. show. He has a a museum that he runs, clearly for profit. He's got the Deadly Possessions show, which is now called something else. It's called like Ghost Adventures Artifacts. They rebranded it under the ghost adventures wasn't making enough money no <laughs> he makes enough money that he can buy crazy okay. shit and put it in his museum or like he bought the house in gary i just Indiana bought john wayne gacy's wig and then burned it down or no it's didn't burn real. it down demolished it okay. oh but he yeah ugh, I, I don't i do not like the fact that he likes to collect serial killer like items that's me- messed up i think like, I get he wants to be cool and edgy and gothy, but it's like, at a certain point, you're kind of a douchebag. You know what would be cool and edgy and gothy? Is if you uh, left a review for our podcast. 
If you wrote a review, that would be so cool. All of you who do that are like my favorite people in the world. A Halloween treat. So... Uh, of course, just listening to the podcast is like really amazing and we're really happy that you're here. And so thank you, obviously. Yeah, thank you. Thank um, you to our patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash, uh, haunt, uh, slash insanely haunted. The Get Twitter on. is at haunted insanely, yeah. which is what I was about to say. Get on our discord. And then also at the $3 level, you get um, a PDF of eight bingo cards to play with the show. That's like our favorite one. Yeah. That's like a great gift. And you know, if you don't support us, you can also support the Scavengers Network on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Or you can do both if you want to. The Scavengers Network Network has a really affordable Patreon tier where you can get all the Scavengers Network bonus content. And there's some really good stuff in there. Um, there's uh, there's just a ton of great shows on the Scavengers Network, mm-hmm. just like ours. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked to you about Spooky Spouses before. Historical Hotties. We've talked to you about Historical Hotties. I'm actually in an episode of Myth Takes on the Scavengers Network right now, so you should go check that out. Myth Takes at Myth Takes Cast. It's a great show. Really fun. And, and you have a new show. <clears throat> oh yeah, and I have a new show on Scavengers Network too called Fan and Ball that I do with my friend Beth where we talk about uh, fandom and fan culture about different types of things. We just did an episode on Homestuck and then Homestuck 2 happened like three days later. Holy shit. Holy (laughs) fucking shit. I feel like it's 2010 again. I'm back. I'm back in it immediately. But we don't have to talk about Homestuck on this podcast. That's fine. We can if you want. There are ghosts in it. Okay. Ghosts are a part of it. Um, okay. But it's like paradox. It's like a lot of time travel shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you to Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. And thank you to you, Christy. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on our show. Would you like to come back? I would. So that much. would be amazing. And if our friends want to find you on the internet, where should they look? Okay, so I'm really active on Twitter, so at HistoricalHPod. I also have a Facebook page under the same. You could literally find me on pretty much any social media platform, at HistoricalHPod. Cool. Awesome, and it is a great show. I can confirm that. Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) I'm at Max underscore on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter myself. I pretty much do our Twitter, the... Uh, at haunted insanely. At haunted and insanely. Um, unless Max like signs their name on it. But sometimes I do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the multifaceted Earth scientist. It's more like personal stuff. We have. Do we mention our Tumblr? We do have a Tumblr. Insanely haunted podcast. Just reached over two thousand followers. <laughs> and then we're on Facebook. Did we mention that? And we have a group, insanely big fans of insanely haunted. Yeah. Where lots of fun stuff gets posted. There's. You there, just have to answer like two questions like who's your favorite and uh, I think it's like what do we how do we sign off and I forget the other question but yeah I think it is who is your favorite ghost adventures person well that's about it for us today I think I hope you all have a great Halloween do something special for yourself or with your friends and and remember nobody is going to dose your kids with very expensive marijuana edibles (laughs) has never been it will will not happen there's no way that shit is too expensive to give out to children for free Max where are you going to be for Halloween I'm going to be Dr. Casper Darling from the video game Control that came out earlier this year. How about you, Darling? And they are uh, growing their facial hair. I'm growing a little bit of facial hair out for it. Um, And it looks great. It's perfect. You You really do look like him. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to be a weird sister from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina with our good friends who have been guests on the show, Alicia and Leandra. Yay. Do you have any cool Halloween costume plans, Christy? Yeah. So I am Wanda from the Fairly Odd Pair. Oh, Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Is your boyfriend going to be Cosmo? Yeah. Oh, oh that's so good. We should do that some po- at some point. Sure. That would be really fun, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love your shirt. Christy has a Sanderson sister oh! shirt on. It says, <laughs> Children stay free. <laughs> that's that's great. great. 
that's cool. fantastic. Well, there's not much else left to say except... Oh, yeah. Please support and visit uh, our state and national parks. And remember to honor the treaties. And with that, we're going to bring this evening to a close. Thank you again for listening and a happy Halloween to you all. Like we say every episode, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Christy. And you just heard... A, a Class A EVP. Spooky. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Have you ever wondered if the building you're in is haunted? Historical Horrors is a podcast that explores the history of haunted locations. From hellish high schools to abandoned hospitals, learn about the building and its residents' past. Want to hear more? Listen to Historical Horrors on your favorite podcasting platform or find us online by searching at Historical HPod.